0: Find that bar of chocolate you've been hiding. It's time to unwrap this week's Cocoa News. Dumatak and Blommer, sweetening the deal with half the sugar. When it comes to mainstream chocolate, consumers usually face the option of high sugar or zero sugar products, with no in-between offering. The issue is that for those health-conscious consumers, the decision to go sugar-free usually comes with a sacrifice to taste and overall indulgence israeli food tech company Dumatok, have reportedly been working for years to produce their reduced sugar sweetener with the aim to provide a healthier alternative to regular sugar that still tastes and behaves in the same way as the traditional ingredient it achieves this by using real sugar but optimizes the delivery of taste the result is their latest innovation incredo sugar partnering with Blomer, the largest cocoa processor in north america means that many US consumers may soon have the opportunity to try out lower-sugar versions of popular chocolate products. A select few Blommer customers have already received the Incredo sugar chocolates and have given it a high rating so far. We've been working to provide a reduced sugar chocolate offering for a long time, and when we began working with Incredo Sugar, we knew it would be successful, stated David Meggs, chief operating officer for Blommer. The first offering from the partnership is a new type of chocolate chip that contains 50% less sugar than traditional chocolate chips. It boasts a higher fiber content and fewer calories, all while remaining, just as decadent. Incredo sugar differs from many other sweeteners in that it is actually sugar, rather than a sweet-tasting substitute. The resulting products are therefore not sugar-free, but contain significantly less sugar than their regular counterparts, But with little to no difference in taste or indulgence, a sacrifice usually associated with sugar free products. The use of the new Incredo sugar solution means that manufacturers won't need to alter products to account for the unique flavors of alternative sweeteners, which can sometimes produce bitterness or an unpleasant sweetness. This means that manufacturers will find it easier to reformulate their products using the Dumatoc solution, removing one of the major friction points for brands looking at lower sugar alternatives. How has Dumatoc achieved this feat? They call it their flavor delivery technology platform. The idea is to facilitate more efficient delivery of active ingredients to the taste receptors, thereby allowing the use of less of the ingredient, 30 to 50% less, while still achieving a similar taste experience. This is accomplished by loading a carrier compound with the active ingredient, in this case, sugar, causing it to cluster together and linger on the tongue giving consumers more of a chance to taste the sugar before it is swallowed. Food brands traditionally struggle to produce lower-sugar chocolate and confectionery that matches the standards of their full-sugar versions. Sugar has a specific taste profile and texture and lends itself to the structure and appearance of food, all of which need to be considered when creating a sweetener. Since Incredo Sugar claims to offer a unique solution, That enhances the taste of sugar rather than replaces it altogether, many of these obstacles could be avoided. If this is the case, then the partnership with Blommer could be the first of many to come. NCA data released their quarterly grinding report last week, showing that North American cocoa grindings bucked the upward trend seen in Europe and Asia by falling 1.2% from the same period of 2021 to 116,613 tons. There appears to be some confusion over whether the numbers are an accurate representation of the market, since the NCA reported on 16 plants, when they usually include the numbers from 17. Bartox has reached out to the NCA for comment. Lower grinding numbers indicate a slowing demand, which came as a surprise to many observers who expected stronger grinding numbers as lockdowns globally started to ease. Cocoa demand weakened during lockdowns as some increased personal consumption couldn't offset the impact of cancelled events and the closed hospitality industry. Analysts expected grindings to increase by around 3% or 4% in the fourth quarter, in line with the recovery in other areas. In contrast, Europe's fourth quarter grind increased by 6.3% from a year earlier, while Germany's numbers increased by 8.8%, and in Asia, we reported CA's numbers last week, showing the quarter ended up 6.33% over the same quarter in 2020.
1: Last week, a lack of rain and a dry wind across most of Cote d'Ivoire's cocoa growing regions raised concerns that water stress would impact the quality and development of the mid-crop, which runs from April to September. Cocoa farmers in the country are now experiencing the height of the dry season. In addition, Winds from the seasonal harmattan had worsened over the last week, adding to the pressure farmers faced. However, Climate 42, a consultancy for the sector, reported this week that earlier rains during October to December had left a strong canopy in place, which has offered some protection. The outcome may depend on the harmattan, which could cause flowers and smaller pods to drop if the harsh dry winds continue. Climate 42 remain optimistic for the mid-crop, suggesting that wilting of pods could be 30% less than last year and that an increased bean count is likely. After the mid-crop, the sentiment becomes more negative and the outlook uncertain. The Liberia Cocoa Corporation has been on the defensive over allegations of corruption over a $1.4 million contract that was allegedly awarded without due process to Mr. Momolu, CEO of the LCC. The details are not clear, but it appears that Mr. Momolu was awarded a contract to import cocoa seeds of a particular variety. However, the contract process did not go through a competitive tender, but was instead awarded directly to Mr. Momolu by the Minister of Agriculture, Janine Cooper. The allegations have been brought by the Liberia Anti-Corruption Commission, LACC, but are being strenuously denounced as politically motivated by Mr. Momolu, who has demanded evidence, and denied any wrongdoing. Adding insult to injury, the imported seedlings apparently were all dead, and not the F1 hybrid variety required. Welcome to Cacao Eco Village, a sustainable village made from 3D printed cocoa waste. As the theme of sustainability is only expected to grow more prevalent in the cocoa industry in 2022, there is one eco friendly use for cocoa that many may not have anticipated. Architecture Studio, Valentino Jari Atelier has designed the world's first carbon neutral smart village on behalf of Ecuadorian chocolate manufacturer Muse Cacao with the intention of supporting a circular economy in the cacao industry. The cacao eco-village has been designed from the ground up with sustainability in mind, relying on local, natural resources for its construction, including cocoa beans. In particular, it is the shells of the cocoa fruit, which account for around 80% of cocoa waste that are to be converted into a bioplastic material, which can then be used in 3D printing. The environmental considerations don't stop with cocoa, though, with ideas such as rooftop rainwater collection systems and solar energy panels being implemented as well. We have pushed the circular economy core principles so much that they inform the design philosophy of the entire project. The cacao waste, a result of the chocolate production process, will be reutilized for 3D printing parts of the village. Waste is not only turned into a resource but into architecture. The village will be constructed in Manabi, a province in central coastal Ecuador. The location is local to Ecuadorian cacao farmers and families and is praised for its natural beauty and panoramic beaches. This will likely encourage what the group calls conscious tourism as another contributor to the economy. The cacao eco-village was designed to be multi-purpose incorporating five core principles, modular, be extendable and replicable, functional, serve a purpose for the local community, sustainable, energy self-sufficient, tech-enabled and connected. A cacao processing plant, chocolate factory and education and research center will be key elements of the village, but it is also intended to be a place to facilitate co-living and co-working of the local community, Along with changemakers and innovators of the industry. Cacao Eco Village will be the Silicon Valley for circular economy innovators, a space for inventions and a testing ground for ag tech, fintech, food tech, startups, and companies, manufacturers, producers, and researchers. A destination and co living space for changemakers to connect, co create, get inspired, and ignite social impact. For Muse Cacao, the move is about transparency to create ethical cacao-based products that waste as little as possible, while better integrating farmers into the global supply chain. These highly traceable products will reduce waste and offset carbon footprint while lifting farmers and their families out of poverty. Construction of the cacao village is set to begin in 2022.
0: World Vegan Chocolate Day launches at the end of Vegan Nuri 2022. Chocolate fanatics have another reason to celebrate this year, thanks to efforts by the vegan Willy Wonka. While most cocoa enthusiasts have likely already marked World Chocolate Day in their calendars, July 7th in case you missed it, there's now another noteworthy date to look forward to, and it's coming up soon. World Vegan Chocolate Day will be celebrated for the first time on January 31st, giving vegans and chocolate lovers a reason to look forward to the last day of vegan Nuri. Lifelong vegan and CEO of Plamel Foods, the UK's first certified producer of organic vegan chocolate, Adrian Ling, has been dubbed the vegan Willy Wonka, for creating indulgent chocolate according to the strictest vegan standards. Ling stated that he wishes to extend the compassion that vegans share for animals to encompass environmental concerns and consider the value and fair treatment of the people who produce the cocoa. We want to celebrate and enjoy cocoa, but not at the cost of farmers. It seems a no-brainer that we should recognize the value of farmers' well-being, says Ling. He continues by saying that he believes that vegan chocolate should be grown within certifications that promote and encourage the rights and benefits of farmers, citing the Rainforest Alliance as an example. As the vegan Nori movement continues to gain popularity, the British public say that the thought of giving up chocolate poses the biggest barrier to them making the leap, according to research conducted by Vegan, a lifestyle magazine, and vegan chocolate brand Nomo. Meanwhile, global research on the consumption of plant-based confectionery, carried out by Barry Colbo, supports the idea that there is a growing demand for vegan alternatives. Their results show that 60% of millennials, and Gen Z, Aged between 18 to 44, expected food brands to offer a plant based option, versus only 43% in older generations. Chocolate brands are taking notice, and we expect many new plant based cocoa snacks to make an appearance this year. Last week, Tony's Choco Lonely released their Inhuman Bar, a vegan dark chocolate with lemony caramel and cocoa biscuit, as part of their Conversation Bars stunt. Cargill has also jumped on the trend by releasing their latest extra veganza chocolate range, which comprises chocolate made with what they call plant-based power ingredients. With the issues of sustainability and nutritional health expected to garner further attention in 2022, the launch of the first-ever World Vegan Chocolate Day could be a sign of things to come, as people look for healthier and more sustainable alternatives to their everyday indulgences. Thanks for listening to this week's Cocoa Newscast. You can also catch our other podcasts, including the Coffee Newscast and the popular Bean Talks with Nick and Max, which goes out every Monday. Stay safe, and I'll see you all next week.